0: Okay, so just to clarify here, uh, I'm going to walk out of this bad boy place. Right, right. All right? right, right We're yeah, going to go yep. down those stairs. Okay. Yep, Make a right. It. Yep. Go through the back alley. Yes. Okay, go do two, two flights of stairs. Two flights, stairs, flight. oh, two one. flights of two. stairs. Yes, while dodging the fumes from the radiator. Probably a good idea. I okay, would recommend it. And go through the door, the iron door. My name is Millicent. Wow, Millicent. Millicent Lacalis. Wow, you're, uh, you're, you're you're a great invention. What are these?
1: Like all this stuff and- Oh, those things? Rejects. It is perfectly safe. I've been told.
2: Oh, uh, that fills me with a great deal of confidence. I don't know about all Jesus of Christ, what happened to her leg? Uh, a rock.
0: Did that much damage? It was a
2: boulder. So that thing really hit. Oh
0: my God, I don't know why I wasn't more concerned. This is awful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It seems as if Selena collapses. Uh, You also notice that there does seem to be a small hole on the right side of her neck. everybody. Welcome back to the Odd Campaign. I am Quentin, the GM here uh, with a lovable cast and crew, which we all know and love. We're going to go around the room and do a brief introduction of ourselves and characters real quick.
3: Hi,
4: guys. I'm Snow and I play Snow in the podcast. She is the leader of the Odd Guild alongside with her faithful wolf companion, Nachia, who is the king. Arr. And currently we are just simply trying to rescue Selena from, you know, having more air issues.
3: Hi, I'm RL, and I play Elias, who is a Russian spy, but definitely not a Russian spy in the game, sent here to Neono, collect intel on Americans. That's not what she's... She's a regular girl from Wisconsin, and uh, she doesn't usually know what's going on, but she'll pretend like she does.
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Daniel, and I play Daniel. I'm the resident cleric and healer of the group. And uh, this episode, we're going to try and make sure Sal doesn't die.
3: Hopefully, Uh, if he's not already.
0: And I am the aforementioned Sal, the resident screw-up of the group. Um, Sal is a bard currently undergoing open-heart surgery. It's very serious. We pray for him. Uh, All your emojis are welcome. (laughs)
1: Lots and prayers.
0: This is why
3: we love you, (laughs) Sal.
1: Love you guys too. And without any further ado, we are going to catch back up with Elias and Daniel, who, when last we left off, were in the pristine white halls of the Bureau of Preservation, staring into an operating room where their vision was most recently obscured by light blue hospital dividers when they last caught a glance of their dear compatriot, Sal's chest cavity being wide open, carved.
3: Uh Daniel uh I don't I mean we have two options we can one go in there and try to get him out which will probably result in his death or we can leave him in there with random strangers who have opened chest cavity for no reason and have him probably die both instances will most likely end in death is what I think
2: dragging him out of there with his chest cavity opened up is most likely going into in certain death because as yes. much as I am the healer I don't think I can fix that.
3: Hmm, yes I, I agree. Uh, so my my question to you is uh, what, what, what what would you think that we do? I mean I need to go get my uh my stuff. And, uh…
2: I am going to sit out here and wait, so… So you
3: you going to wait for him? Yeah. To come with me while he goes surgery?
2: See, the thing is, is he can't take care of himself.
3: Yes, I know this.
2: And you are very capable of taking care of yourself. So I think I'm just going to stay here and make sure that they don't, like, throw him down the garbage chute.
3: Hmm. I appreciate your faith in me, Daniel. It makes me very gleeful. I, I will try and retrieve my stuff while you wait. Uh, hopefully, you can uh, be here and I can get 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 back here. Maybe uh, I'll, I'll try.
2: Well, if we end up moving or switching rooms or whatever, I'll just message you.
3: Oh yes, messages, the thing. That, that thing we uh,
2: the that thing that we are historically terrible at using.
3: Uh, I I've used it a couple of times.
1: Oh hey guys, what you guys looking at? And Sal just appears behind you and puts his hand on either one of your shoulders.
3: Ah!
1: Uh, ah! Uh, what? Ah! Uh, what?
3: Daniel!
2: Huh? Uh, wait.
3: Ghost! It is ghost!
2: Ooh! <laughs> I Daniel!
3: That's why he's so blue!
0: <laughs> Wouldn't I be white?
3: Are you white?
0: Uh, z- z- no.
3: But... <laughs> I am confused.
0: I'm not a ghost. What you guys looking at?
3: Um...
2: Well, we were looking through that window in the door because we thought that was you.
3: Do you have your clothes on? Do no? I,
1: he's, no. in a, he is, he's in a hospital gown. Okay. When have I ever? Oh, so. goodness gracious.
3: So, do not interpret this the wrong way, but take off your clothes. Elias. <laughs> I need to see your chest, and Elias will try to pull it down to see if his chest whoa, has been sewn up. Whoa. Did I get to see it?
0: Privacy. Uh, do I does, does he allow you to? No, I'm, that's no, not I'm a rogue. I, there's, there's, not cons- there's not I consent. I will push your hands off and mm. then do it myself because you I go. am a strong independent. Protect that first one. Blue man. There you
4: okay.
2: go. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you okay. have a strength mod of zero? That's as strong. Uh,
1: this is barely only a little weaker than a one. Yes. Correct, okay. So.
3: So do we see, um, do I roll perception? Sure. It's a negative crit, as I am well known for.
1: I rolled a 25. So, Elias, you are able to notice what seems to be a a weird T-shaped stitching across his uh, chest. And Daniel, you do see as it doesn't look new, though strangely enough. It definitely would be the appropriate stitching and suturing, but it looks as if it's been healed over. Hmm.
2: And wait, Sal, so did you just come out of the operating room?
1: Your sense of time is completely messed with. I died. You remember waking up in a glass water tank? Yeah. So uh, y'all seen
0: Star Wars?
4: Wait, wait, wait. No. Um. What do we call it?
0: Sky battles. War sky War battles. battles. Y- y'all seen War Sky Battles? Um, God, so, <laughs> it gets worse. Why? No. That scene in War Sky Battles when um. Uh, what? The- when uh, man's man sky killer, um, Mr. Tallwalker. Wakes up in the uh, in the tank of of water and it heals him. That's where I remember waking up in. I was in this like tank of liquid. <gasps> Daniel, maybe I'm yes. like a pickle. I'm like a preserve.
3: He is a clone. He's he's not the real Sal. Sh- That's so mean. I'm the real Sal. Think about it. Do you have any memories before you were in the tank? Yes. They copied his memories too. Uh, quiz me. On a scale of 1 to 10, how important are you to this guild?
0: 11. Next question.
3: He is clearly clone, not the real self. Daniel,
0: you're my best friend, okay? You know.
3: Never mind, my faith has been restored.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, you say that, (laughs) but… sure.
3: Anyway, uh, I see you do not have, uh, your stuff as well. Do we want to get our stuff, maybe?
0: Uh, alas yeah. I'm a free man, okay? I will get my own stuff, thank you very much. That's what she was referring to. Where's she trying to take off my clothes?
3: I just wanted to see your stitches, not your body.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Everyone's got, everyone's got the thing that they like. I, I'm not into stitches. They kind of scare me,
3: so you know. That is because you are weak. I'm not weak. Stop it.
2: Daniel is going to hold his face in his palm.
3: Daniel, uh, maybe we, maybe we should go and get. I'm going to get my stuff.
1: a perception check for me, real quick. The two, uh, three of you, if you want. Twenty-one. Twenty-four. Nineteen. Very, very aggravated. So all of you were still standing in front of these double metal doors with the glass panes, which you were peering through previously. And it seems as if the blue hospital dividers have been moved out of your way and you just see a perfectly pristine, empty operating table in front of you.
3: Hmm. I see the conspiracy here, Daniel.
2: Either that or they have incredibly advanced medical technology.
3: Mmm. I I would like to go with the former. It seems a little bit more interesting.
2: Yeah, it would be, and this place is weird, but I guess we'll see. Sao, do you know what they did to you? I mean, we know they gave you new lungs, sort of. I don't know, man. I feel great. And Daniel gestures to Sao's uh, gills. We just want to make sure you're going to be okay. Look, I feel
0: great, Daniel, okay? I'm, I'm ready to head on out, you know, okay. let's just get our stuff, let's leave.
2: Okay, to be fair though, people high on opiates also say that, and, you know, well, opiates.
3: Well, uh, we can keep an eye on him, and if he passes out, we can, uh, we try and fix it. I know what you were gonna say, Elise. You were gonna say you should leave me in the dust. Dust? No, we would put you in water because you are fish. Oh, thanks. Uh, That's so cute. I (laughs) would like to get my stuff now. I am missing my sword. Uh, I actually put my guns in my inventory before they did the surgery so I could have my weapons because uh, whenever you go into hospital, they always take your weapons from you.
2: Gee, I wonder why.
3: Uh, yeah, because they don't want you to have fun while you are recovering.
2: Daniel, again, puts his face in his palm and shakes it.
3: What? No. Well, can we just get our stuff?
2: Yes, we should probably go before the hospital thinks, hmm, maybe we should arrest these people.
1: So you all make your way down the long hallway and enter back into the main foyer where you are surrounded by the the glass dome ceiling, pristine white floors, and blue chairs lining the sides with the one small desk in this massive foyer, and you just hear the ticking of the typewriter.
3: Uh, excuse me, ma'am?
1: Yes? Sir? Ma'am. Hey, Agnes. Hello, Sal.
3: Uh, I would like to uh, retrieve my items. Real quick.
1: What did you sign the document as?
3: Dean Goldberry.
1: <laughs> Are you Mrs. Dean Goldberry?
3: Yes. That is me, the Dean of Goldberry.
1: I need you to sign this release waiver for your possessions. I, uh, w- I will then give you a ticket number so you can pick them up at the archives.
3: Oh, okay. They said that uh, my items, some uh, of them, maybe if it's uh, weird or something, they would go to him emporium.
1: Yes, you can find that down the street to your left, two blocks down.
3: Okay. I
1: believe Sal over here has already been previously acquainted with it. Alright,
3: well yep. give me the thing that I, Dean Gulberry, shall sign.
1: I, I, and she just hands you a form. Uh, meanwhile, Sal, I need you to sign this acknowledgement waiver. Sure thing,
0: Agnes. Anything for you. Okay.
3: I sign the paper, Dean Gulberry.
0: Can I can I roll a perception check on the paper? Sure. Twenty-five.
1: It is an acknowledgement waiver verifying that all of your hospital expenses have already been covered and paid for. Does it does
0: it say what hospital expenses there were?
1: So it says all of the previously aforementioned things from your first visit here. They charged you for the steam bath sauna and, and de-thawing of your person after the hypothermia. Then they also had to treat your lungs and... Uh, a few other miscellaneous bits and bobs here, such as blood transfusions. What did they just do? It just specified lung treatment and reinforcement. Uh, it said that there needed to be a blood transfusion and the citrine and suturing. Okay. Uh, it right, also mentioned the it. use of a healing tank.
0: I will sow. I will. I will sow it. I will. I will sow <laughs> all of <over laughs> this. I'll. I'll sign it. Um, S O W Comic Sans, lowercase. Yep. Classic. All
1: right. Wonderful. All right. And as she receives the papers from both of you, she kind of just straightens them up on the table and you see a flash. Mm,
3: it's not concerning.
1: All right, thank you. Like I said, if you're looking for the archives, I believe Sal over here has already been there. It'll okay. exit this building, go to the left about two blocks. You can't miss it. Why would
3: they put our stuff in, like, a different location instead of just keeping it here or in, like a, like, a bin or something? Wouldn't that be more logical?
1: Do I look like an item examiner to you?
3: Do you, mm, do you? No,
1: I don't know if you have any dangerous or threatening paraphernalia on you that has to go through processing. That's handled by the archives.
3: Okay, then. let's get out of here.
1: Yeah, let's leave. All right, follow me,
0: and I guess I'll I'll guide them towards the archive. Uh, which, if I recall correctly, uh, from going to. <laughs> From going to the little museum place, you go down the stairs, take a right, go to the back alley, go down two flights of stairs, dodge the fumes, go, go through the iron door. Am I correct in that? Do we have so, to? Do we have to roll you, a dodge?
3: Okay. What are you saying?
0: Follow me. The point is, follow me and 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 get ready to dodge some fumes. Okay.
3: Daniel, do you think it is a good idea to trust his sense of direction?
0: They have. No, but what other choice do we have? They have a really nice, like, assistant there.
1: So, for the second time, all of you are making your way out to the city of Ereveldum, and you notice the bustling street corners once again, getting to appreciate it a little bit better now that you are not in the emergency situations of broken legs.
3: Or unconscious. Or unconsciousness,
1: uh, or being drugged. So, you are able to better appreciate the city and its surroundings of these rather large multi-story buildings and this bustling street corners of dozens of people walking to and fro, and even what seemed to be motor vehicles dotting the streets and cars
2: zipping by. Can I roll knowledge engineering on the cars? Sure, absolutely.
3: Wow, it's kind of like a real city, kind of kind of like like it's real, it's so weird.
2: So I rolled a nat crit, so that's a 42 total. Nice! Uh, so you can tell
1: that very similarly to the air glider, which is the train that they had previously, this automobile is also pneumatically powered. It seems as if it has a
2: pneumatic steam engine, which is powering the pneumatic actuators to rotate the wheels. I make note of this somewhere, or I guess in my head or in a boat somewhere, uh, and try and maybe sketch it out a little bit. So if I ever have the chance to, I can try building it later. Uh, With your 20, you also notice some of the various other machines that are around. It seems
1: as if not only do they have trains and automobiles, you are also seeing giant tubes going all throughout the city in, in straight lines, massive actually. They seem to be around about 25 feet in diameter tubes and then smaller ones directly joining with them. But there are also things like radios and flying machines which are dotting the landscape as well. And you're hearing some, like, jazzy, old-timey music going off right now.
2: I guess those were those tubes that the guy on the train was mentioning while you were knocked out, Elias.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, maybe maybe it would have been nice to not have sedatives injected into my bloodstream without my consent because I did try to resist. I woke up midway... I think. And everything got really wonky. And the sky was purple. You were there. And the snow was there. Sounds Where are like we a going, fun
2: acid trip.
0: Uh, Follow me. We're just going to go to the archives. Dodge those fumes.
2: Don't and then forget then get to dodge there. them fumes. Don't forget
1: to dodge the fumes. Otherwise, you take six damage. So you are making your way down by the expert guidance of Sal, yours truly. I'm just showing them around the city on the way there.
0: That's the Emporium. Daniel, you would love this place. You got radios. You got, you know, all these inventions, Daniel. You'd you'd love this place.
3: It does seem like it is Daniel themed, considering your uh, expertise in mechanics.
2: You know, it's really cool and all, but this place just gives some... Interesting vibes.
3: This would be, uh, I was told uh, when it is unpleasant, you call it bad vibes, right? Indeed, looks, that
2: is what you would call it.
3: alias looks extremely proud of herself currently, Um, and she thinks to herself, yes, I have used correct gamerism term. I am so good. All right, so we make our way down.
1: So, Sal guides you down past this very pristine-looking building, which seems to be two half-spheres, one smaller than the other, and the other one kind of curving over it with all of these mechanical gizmos of some interconnected rings spinning within one another and a clock inside the center of it, and you go completely past that building and don't even care, and you just go down this back alley with cement stairs, and as you're walking down a flight of these cement stairs, you pass this pipe, and I need all of you to roll a reflex save.
3: Oh, my only good roll for the day. 30.
0: 14. Okay. I think it's. I think it's very ironic that like I'm the one who's
1: like dodge the fuse. <laughs> like you're the... you're mentally yeah. prepared for this, <laughs> and you're the one that's gonna fail. 18. There we go. Okay. Uh, so Sal is the only one who is no. Hit. You
0: did not make that a DC 15. You're mean. No. Make it a 20. Make it a 20. What well, you want Daniel to get hit too? Yes. <laughs> Rude. It's I don't just... want to be
1: alone.
0: <laughs> you know I what?
4: thought Daniel was your best friend. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: wow. a metaphor.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, After heeding your very explicit warning of go down the first flight of stairs and then dodge the fumes, everyone else was very prepared for the metal outtake pipe spewing hot steaming gas. They all expertly dodged out of the way, but you got caught up in leading all of them and it hit you at just freezing by the side of your arm and you take four damage. Thanks, thanks. Okay, let me write
0: that down in big bold letters. Okay. Even the pencil doesn't want me to write it down. (laughs)
2: Daniel will think to himself, that is just the right amount of irony for today,
0: okay, 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 anyways, 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 now that i've now that I've gotten myself together, we're
1: gonna we're gonna keep going. You see that iron door over there all the way down at the bottom right hand side of oh. the stairs. there is a large and hefty metal door with what seems to be a little slot uh, up towards the top, okay, well, I'm gonna open it. Uh, remember this one does not have a handle,
0: oh right, so push. It's a, it's uh a, it's the it's like a... It's Sal like
3: struggles a, with opening the door. That
0: he's opened before. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna open the door. R- <laughs> you fill
1: in the gaps. <laughs> roll
3: to I open, open the, ga- the door. Uh, roll, <laughs> I swear okay.
1: I take notes from R- roll dis- do you roll yes. disable device.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sal Sal uh is bewildered by the lack of a handle. Um I'm gonna push the door. <laughs> I'm gonna push the door. And he just <laughs> And just heaves and pushes on this door. Is it a
3: sliding door?
1: Anyone else want to roll a disabled device? Check on this door for me.
3: I think he is uh, a little confused.
2: 16 on disabled device.
3: 21.
2: Uh, both
1: <laughs> you and Daniel almost simultaneously have the bewildering idea that it is polite and proper to knock on doors before you enter them. So, almost both of you at the same time, Elias slightly faster than Daniel, just knock on the door. And then there is. The sound of steam and a as it seems like some release valve slowly begins to move the door out of your way. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and you all have before you a very dark entranceway.
0: Okay, we're gonna go in, we're gonna go in, and then I'm gonna say, hello, hello, hello.
1: Do the, the other two of you follow? Yes. Yes. So you start to walk forward, and you only get about 10 feet before Sow stops. And as you walk in, you hear the steam once again, and as the door shuts behind you, and momentarily you are in a pitch black room. Until you hear... A series of lights turning on (laughs) as it goes and lines down the hallway illuminating everything and you see a massive underground storage facility with rows and rows and rows of 30-40 foot tall shelves that seem to stretch on for hundreds of feet down to your right hand side. And you are currently on a metal platform with railings. You there? Hello,
2: man! This place puts uh, Euphrates warehouses to shame.
3: <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> yes, Elias does not understand the joke, but tries to act like she does. <laughs> yes, it. Th-
0: I so all we gotta do, guys, is we gotta lead forward to make this thing go forward. Ready?
1: I'm gonna lean forward. It starts to move very slowly. As all of you hear some gears ticking, and you do notice beside you, it, there does seem to be uh, almost like an X and Y crossing uh, gear platform, uh, which like rows going all the way down this wall side that you are currently next to.
0: And if we're looking for our stuff, they should probably be in the trash can at the back. What? That's Why would the... they
3: throw our stuff in the trash can? Because
0: that's, that's where all the unsorted stuff goes. That's what that lady told me whose name I forgot.
3: Hold on. Is there someone working here who can actually help us?
0: Oh, she's beautiful.
3: I I forgot her name. (laughs) Elias. It
2: was too difficult to remember her name. To be fair, I don't remember her name either.
3: Elias loudly yells, Excuse me, hello. We will require existence, please.
2: And as you are
1: moving slowly forward as Sao is the only one leaning <laughs> uh, You hear the gears slowly ticking as there's so little comparative weight being moved in that general direction. Eyes. Bend out. Lead.
2: Lead lead with me. You may want to rephrase that. I think you meant to lean forward.
1: All of you do see what appears to be another platform, kind of just hovering at a similar height as yours and coming towards you. The individual on the platform has a dark brown cloak currently on.
3: I just had a thought.
4: I just thought about the fact that Sal is doing the Michael Jackson lane.
2: Melissa, <laughs> is that you? That's what I was envisioning as well. Sal
1: anticipating his fair maiden to come yep. uh-huh. once again. Yes. And all of you are greeted by a,
0: Hello there. Oh, uh, that's not her. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, you must be the, you must be the guy. You must be the... the...
5: My name is Archibald.
0: Hello, Archibald. Wait, uh, your name is Archibald?
3: Does he have hair?
1: You can't see. He's wearing a cloak.
3: Uh, I, uh, was in the hospital department of uh, fixing people, and they took off my stuff, said that you might have it. Do you have my stuff?
5: Uh, recent acquisitions are probably still going through processing.
3: Okay. And I would be able to get my stuff, how, where, and when.
5: Um... Depending on how it is processed, it may end up here, or it may end up in the Emporium.
3: I thought that was like your museum. Sales said it was like museum place. Why would my stuff be in your museum? Everyone, look at stuff we've stolen from people we sedated without our permission.
5: Wow. (laughs) Depending on the quality of the artifact, if it is a technological advancement, it is stored in the Emporium for the betterment of the science community at large in the city here of Erveldum. But, okay.
3: Can you just tell me where my stuff is so that I can get it? Like my clothes and my cape? I miss my cape <gasps> and my head.
5: All oh, simple trivial things such as these may be stored here in the archive.
3: Okay, where? Well. Here in can
5: the archive. Can
2: you
3: point to where my stuff is?
2: Sir, I I think we get the fact that it would be in the archive. I think we're looking for, like, which row and section might it be found in. Or is it
0: in the trash can in the back?
5: It depends.
0: Where's Melissa?
5: On her. If she has done her job appropriately, then perchance your items would be organized based off of the alphabetization of these rows.
3: Okay. So like, clothes. Would that be in C, or would it be like C for cape, H for hat?
5: More appropriately sorted by the naming schematics of the individual items. Wow, that is going to be fun. Melisand! He just kind of
1: shouts down the halls as it echoes. And then, after a few moments delay, uh, all of you see uh, what appears to be a metal wire or cord shoot out from one of the aisles and impale itself into the cement walls. And then you just hear a whirring of gears. And eventually, you do see a young lady, currently kind of like Spider-Man hanging from the side of the wall. (gasps)
3: Grappling hook!
1: Ooh, and I thought the door was cool. Hey, what's up?
3: Daniel, that is what a real grappling hook should look like. I want it so badly.
1: And then as she collides with the wall, you notice that she seems to have some weird kind of curved shoe on and she takes all of her momentum as she's pushing up against this wall and seems to spring launch herself forward. And she comes hurtling towards you until uh, eventually you see little nozzles on her clothes as these little like brass uh, pipes are sticking out and air shoots out of them and kind of redirects her and stabilizes her as she comes to a gradual halt.
3: Elias eyes sparkling Hello. Oh, hi there. I am Liz. Hi, my name is Melissa. Where did you acquire your uh, your gadgets in the gizmos? The trash can. <laughs> what is this trash can? Oh, uh, it, it's right over this
1: way. Uh, your stuff's probably there, too.
5: Why would my... <laughs> hey,
1: what's up?
0: What's
2: up, Melissa? Oh,
1: hey, person whose name
5: was... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who are you? Oh, God, I'm so Ash.
2: We call him Sal, I'm Ash, I'm but we Ash, also Ash, refer to him Ash. as Ash.
1: Oh, I don't remember you.
2: <laughs> I'm Daniel, by the way.
1: I'm not going to remember that either.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I didn't remember her name either. So.
2: <laughs> this is the GM getting payback.
1: She has a short shoulder length, red curly hair, and she is, like I said, adorned in all manners of gadgets and gizmos mixing from bronze to steel to iron. She has what seems to be those grappling things on her hips. She has a vest, which seems to have an air compressed, a compressed air can on her back. And then she has these little spring shoes that she's wearing.
3: Okay. So, uh, we can, we can get our stuff and then maybe, maybe I can get, uh, what you have. I would love. I doubt it. To, why?
1: Because uh, there was only one in the trash can.
3: <sighs> can you make another one?
1: No, I don't know how to make it. It was in the trash can. Maybe I okay. can help.
3: <laughs> well, let's go get our stuff first. That should yeah, be, that would be a good priority number okay. one.
1: Sure. And she kind of just presses a button on her chest and she falls and then lands on the ground with her spring shoes and starts bouncing towards this little cutout in the cement wall to your bottom left hand side along the wall you've been following with your platform.
5: All right. You may follow, Melicent If you have any questions, please do not bother me.
1: And he just kind of slowly glides away on this seemingly hovercraft. Hi, scary old man. Well, he
2: okay, was. Okay. Have
3: a nice day, sir. Don't tell him to have what he cannot deserve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're currently on this platform.
3: We're trying to follow her. How? To lean. Leaning. Like Sal said. Okay.
1: So everyone leans forward, and as you lean, the more perpetual weight that you push in that direction, the faster you seem to go, and and you start following forward after her until you are directly above her, and you stop leaning, and you are still twenty feet
2: in the air. On this how,
3: platform. How do we get down?
2: Melison, how do we get down from this platform? Because I preferably squat. not jump and break my legs.
3: Aleas starts to like t- slowly bend down towards the ground with Goes her arms widened.
1: So having done this before and Aleas having some natural intuition, both of them begin to squat
2: and you slowly
1: begin to descend.
2: Ah, oh, that's cool. So Daniel's going to squat down. All of you start moving at a breakdick speed. (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, But you do start moving down quite
1: rapidly until you eventually reach the bottom. And a gate swings open from the iron railings in front of you as you are on the ground.
3: Okay. This is, uh, I mean, it could use some work as a system, but uh, interesting, useful. And Elias will walk off of the platform to where Millicent is. So you all
1: make your way to this seemingly cutout of the cement wall. It seems like it wasn't originally designed or intended to be here, but it inevitably ended here anyways. Which the only thing it is partitioned by is a red curtain. Something you may see like in an old timey theater, but it seems tattered and torn and you kind of just push your way through it until you end up in a much smaller room than the one you were in before and immensely much more disorganized. There are papers and boxes and crates laying everywhere with... Various contraptions and scrap metal pieces scattered amongst the floor. You think you see a bed, a desk, and a chair somewhere buried underneath everything, but it is quite difficult to really make anything out in here.
2: And I thought my room at home was messy.
3: You don't seem like a messy person, Daniel.
2: Well, when you have a whole bunch of projects, and you you start running out of space, and you just shove things, and...
1: You really do, and I've been doing that for three years. And she just kind of blinks, blankly. Uh,
3: So why are you people here
1: again? Have you considered shelving? I'm not allowed to use the shelves outside.
3: Uh, We were here to get our stuff. You said our stuff was here. I have, like, cool cape, a nice hat, a very
1: good sword. Right, the stuff that's in the trash can. Uh, And she points. And (sighs) you do see what appears to be a large metal dumpster off in the back corner. And there is just what looks to be a large metal pipe uh, up above it and uh, occasionally you just hear some clanging and banging and stuff falls down the chute and into the trash can.
3: You have got to be kidding me. This is so below me. You are telling me that a woman of my stature is going to have to dumpster dive for my own stuff of which you stole!
1: I'm sorry, who are you?
3: I, uh, am no one of consequence. So, yes,
1: someone of no one of consequences stature needs to dumpster dive for her stuff because she is no one of stature. In this city. Exactly. Have fun. And she just kind of waves her hands.
3: Bye. Wow, the people here love testing my patience. All right. I guess. I can't have patience because I forget. You're still here? <laughs>
1: no, I didn't leave. I just oh, waved. Okay.
2: Hi, guys. Oh, uh, can I just uh, roll a knowledge engineering on her steam jetpack thing? Uh,
1: the chest piece that she is currently wearing that has those uh, brass nozzles sticking out of it, or the grappling hook things around her waist? Uh, Probably the grappling hook things. Okay, now, okay, so yeah, the grappling hook things were a little different than the, the steam power. Well, I mean, it is steam powered, but that's
2: besides the point. Yeah, you just wanted some clarification. That's fine.
1: Uh, So, yeah, go ahead. Roll a knowledge engineering on me. 39. It seems like it is a immensely compact uh, coil spool, which is propelled by a compressed air gun. It shoots the grappling hook, which is attached to the coil spool. At the end of the coil spool is attached to some sort of internal gear mechanism, which after the user indicates that they want it to, it starts to uh, very quickly reel everything in and is able to put in enough pressure you could even estimate to carry upwards of 2,000 pounds.
2: Of course, the heavier the weight, the slower you would be reeled in. So I'm just going to uh, make note of those things. And Daniel's probably going to be thinking, oh, if only I had a workshop, I'd try and replicate that understandable
1: yeah it definitely seems like you would need a lot of resources which you do not have on hand and a space with very fine and intricate mechanisms and tools in order to maneuver all of these pieces into place you can maybe replicate something on a larger scale with less finer tools but it would be a lot heavier
2: hey uh millicent do you have the stuff to make one or do you have like a toolbox and workplace that I could maybe use and try and help you make another one of those uh, uh things I didn't make it I fixed it improved I made
1: it better that's right me
3: alright so um
1: and she stands with her hands on her hips and she's very proud of herself cause she definitely believes that she has improved this piece of machinery
2: oh so you actually know some stuff about it that's cool
4: <gasps> oh no uh...
2: okay, yes, you're losing Daniel. There were,
1: (gasps) I understand that there's a gear conversion rate in a gearbox in there and it was missing pieces and I replaced them. Oh, that's really cool. I have tweezers
2: and a flashlight. Would you mind if I took a look at it? Uh, yes.
4: Sal and Elias
3: are losing Daniel to an NPC. Uh, I suppose it's time to try and get my stuff out of dumpster
0: yeah I'm gonna just dive into the dumpster and look for my stuff so should
3: we perception
0: like I I'm used to it at this point
4: you might want to get some armor while you're there
0: yeah yeah good idea sure I'll look for armor
3: can I roll perception for my stuff yeah absolutely sweet nice roll um, that is a 34.
1: No, absolutely. You are uh, relatively easily able to find your stuff in this dumpster. It seems like it is on the topmost layer, thankfully.
3: Uh, and I find all of my stuff? All of your stuff. Okay. My Gladys sword. You find that. Uh, my celestial chainmail. I
1: miss her. Is that the one that allows you to fly? Yes. Then no, you don't find that one.
3: I'm gonna kill someone. Um, that cost me so much, G. Uh, Do I find anything with my 34? Do I find anything else that I think would be useful?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Well, it depends on what you mean by useful. Useful is a very subjective term. Just let me know what I find. Uh, There's a lot of random scraps of poorly melded alloys and various bits of metals in there, uh, and what seems to be a lot of reject projects. You see a bunch of broken equipment. You do see a a little helmet. It looks like in there, you see uh, what appears to be uh, a robotic hand uh, holding another ro- a robotic arm, holding another robotic arm with a sword on it. Uh, and there is a leather strap uh, up towards the base of the first robotic arm. Uh, you see what looks to be a fishbowl with tubes and canisters attached, and you see a myriad of various small, Rubik's cube-sized, almost boxes. But, uh, take
3: it. I'm taking that arm arm!
1: The arm arm? Okay. Uh, it does seem, like I said, there's a bunch of scrap metal, there's some scrap cable in there. It looks like there are... Uh, Ooh, I'm
3: taking the cable.
1: Uh, the mech sword arm arm is about 15 pounds, by the way. You find attached and together maybe about You find five sections of thirty varying feet of this coiled cable, and if you took all five sections of those thirty feet, you would get one hundred and fifty segments of those thirty, and it would weigh about fifty pounds to carry all of it.
3: Inventory.
1: Yeah, you still have a carrying capacity. Uh, so when I
0: was in the dumpster, did I find anything cool?
1: Uh, let's see. You find what looks to be a a walking cane. You also find what seems to be a rod with a copper metal wire running up, like starting from halfway up it, running all the way up to what seems to be a silver metal ball. So a staff. It's kind of like a staff. You also see... Uh, You find a immensely debilitated, what looks to be very large set, maybe missing pieces. Uh, There seems to be a chair in there, some form of metal platform, a very disgruntled gearbox in there, and uh, dilapidated metal legs almost that may attach to something.
0: I'm
3: going to take some of the coil. Okay, how much? 60.
1: Okay.
0: I will take... The um the metal legs and give them immediately to Daniel. So so when I when
1: I say legs, they they look more like
0: they look more like almost spider legs. Yeah, I I I take the dilapidated metal legs. You find three robotic Pierre and I give it. did you, did you this looks literally exactly what I was going to say. That's why you're
4: best friends. Your literally friend.
0: that's exactly oh what gosh. I was going to say. Oh my gosh, Can we have I, a kaiju battle of Mecha Pierre yeah. versus original Pierre? Uh, I gave I'm yeah, I'm I'm going to give him the Daniel I say I say yeah, Metal Pierre. Where is Pierre by the way? On floor 5, I think. Whatever happened to him?
3: Who is Pierre?
2: He is a spider NPC we befriended. Very nice. Very nice man. He's a large spider.
3: Okay. I mean, I don't judge. All right. Elias gets out of the dumpster and goes up to Millicent. Uh, I was unable to find all of my items in there. Would it be fine if I perused your shelves to see if they happen to end up there instead? Sure.
1: As long as you don't take anything.
3: Uh, But what if it is my stuff?
1: Sure. As long as you don't take anything.
3: Why can I not take my stuff?
1: Because it's on hold.
3: Why is it? Why? But this is my stuff. What if I took your grappling thing and said you can't have it because it is on hold? No,
1: that's not my property. It's the government's property, just like that chess plate is.
3: You are government property?
1: No. The grappling hook I'm wearing is, though.
3: I thought you said you found that in trash can. I did.
0: And it's the government's property. Hmm. Is this a communist society? No. Yes. This, what? All right, you two talk that out. I'm. I'm just gonna <laughs> sit back and. All right. That is no <laughs> Daniel, not... you have the popcorn on you. All right, we're gonna enjoy this. Okay.
3: That is not just popcorn. Communism is.
1: I can make it though. Everything is done by the people, for the people. Yes, yes. Through the larger, everything that goes through and is redistributed by the government, given to everyone who is treated equally. You are just as important as me, a government official worker, and I am given everything I need to do my job and survive, just like you will be.
3: Elias has her gears turning in her head and starts to think to herself, dangerous thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I, I I will need to take this information into consideration. okay. Uh, but uh, is it is you were right? given
1: a ticket weren't you?
3: uh yes
1: and you do have a small sheet of paper with an ordinance number which says uh a dash one three seven five two
3: okay oh, and what does the ticket do? oh
1: uh that is your case or number uh you when your uh device is finished being processed uh they you will be contacted uh regarding your case if you have any questions uh you can oh, go to your Oh, what li-
3: you With can. You mean my chain mail?
1: Yeah. All you have to, if you have any questions, you can go to your local discerners' office, hand them your case number, and they will be able to process it.
3: So, just for information purposes, where would the where would it be like while it's being on hold?
1: Uh, while
3: it's being looked at, where would would that be?
1: Uh, if I had sorted it, which I think I did, so if it wasn't in the trash can, uh, it would definitely be in one of the rows sorted. Mm. Uh, unless it was under inspection and then it would be in the Emporium. But I don't think it's gotten to inspection yet. But I also don't know if I've sorted it yet. What? I don't even know if it's come through the chute yet, but I know of it, so it probably has.
3: Let's check. we well, i <laughs> going to go check. Elias will go to the shells and try... And are they labeled by, like, A, B, and C?
1: Yeah, so there are 25... 25- 30-foot tall shelves that seem to go on for over a hundred feet down in every direction, and there are crates and boxes on boxes on crates and boxes, all filled to the brim with stuff. <sighs> oh, if you don't know where it's sorted, and I don't know where it's sorted, it could take you a month to go through all this. Trust me, I do it every month for inventory, and by the time I'm done, I do it again.
3: Mmm. <laughs>
2: That seems like a terribly inefficient system.
1: She gets fed and has a place to live. Can I roll? You know it's in the room.
3: <laughs> you can GM, roll. Jim, that armor cost me so much, Jim.
1: Uh, so, I mean, clarification. Are you going to look down all of these aisles for I'm your chainmail? I'm going to look
3: vest? down C for chain mail because she agreed it's chain mail.
1: Okay, sure. Um, would Ash and Daniel be assisting her?
0: Yes, I'd be assisting her. Okay, great. Daniel?
2: I would probably be trying to get some information out of Millicent about her or about the um, steam grappling hook thing, just so I can most faithfully replicate it at some point.
1: While Elias and Ash were making their way through the very long and arduously stocked I'll see with multiple shelves, with almost incountable boxes, you are perusing in an attempt to find what you perceive to be your personal belongings. And Daniel is having a pleasant conversation with Melicent So uh, you two can roll your perception check for me and I'll see what you can find. No. It's just not your day, my guy. I'm out. <laughs> is... All right.
0: <laughs> read read no, you off your it. roll real quick. It's, it's 100. There you go. Oh, 100. It's... Yep. It was... 100. Uh Uh-huh, 100. Okay, that's what we got. Crit crit fail on your perception. Perception.
3: Did you crit fail on your perception? Again.
4: (laughs) You both crit failed. Did
0: (laughs) you you both? Do you have any idea the odds of that happening is 1 in 400?
1: (laughs) I don't don't think they're finding the chain vest today. What are (laughs) your total skill checks?
3: 10. 16.
1: You're
0: telling me that I've been reading my perception checks wrong for the lot for the entire season you you have a 13 in perception not an eight or nine
2: yeah how did you mix that up (laughs) hey 14
1: before okay so we have a 14 and a 16 you all are going to be spending a little bit of time parsing through a lot of stuff
3: well if it's sorted alphabetically it's and we'll be back
1: to you
2: shortly daniel so aside from the uh gears that you messed with. was there anything else you improved on this no i don't know how this works ah i know that it has a little
1: nozzle that i screw a compressed air can into and if it is low then the gears stop functioning and i fall flat on my face
2: i was thinking that this probably involved a lot of trial and error and a lot of injuries but that kind of just confirmed it for me Oh, I, again, I didn't make this,
1: um, this is a prototype and, all, so it was a, it was a double whammy. It was a rejected, uh, de- uh, misfunctioning prototype. So, it was a prototype that they were mass producing. All the other prototypes worked except this one. Ah. And then they improved on the prototype and made it even better.
2: So, is this something that is currently made elsewhere and you just... Found this one and started using it? Oh
1: yeah. No, these things are made and utilized by the government.
2: Oh cool. What order or who are they used by and what for? Uh they are primarily used by. Let me double check
1: my notes because uh I was told to re- Archibald told me to write all this down. But I really forget these things a lot. That's why I write them down. Uh it says right here that it is normally used by the Department of Civil Order by the Bureau of Abjuration. So by the abjurers. They use these things. They
2: are air vencilium retractors. Are those the guys that wear the black cloaks everywhere? Yeah, those guys. They're very friendly. Ah. Except when they're not. Yeah, we ran into them. Which is like most of the time. Yeah, they uh, they pumped Elias full of a bunch of green. Uh, oh, that's just sedative. Don't stuff. worry about
1: that. It's good for you.
2: Daniel's going to look puzzled that the a comment saying it's good for you and nods suspiciously. Ah, okay. Does that government uh, mixture always change depending on person or is it just Uh, one for everyone?
1: Yes, we all get blood tests done and then depending on our vitamin deficiencies, they prescribe us various forms of medication. We normally have to do routine health checks because depending on our dietary issues, even though we all eat the exact same things.
2: Right, because everyone processes things a little bit differently. Exactly.
1: Well Mr. Schmanuel, is there anything else you needed to know?
2: Oh yeah. if I were to need to repair anything or want to build something because uh, I have those skills, is there some place that I need to that I would uh, go to be able to access the necessary tools and stuff for that? Hmm, like a community forge or something? Are you
1: a... Uh, oh, wait, real quick, do you, do you have your identification on you? I could re- redirect you to your to the local facilities in your district, uh, or I could probably point you in the direction of somewhere you could go.
2: Oh, well, we're from out of town, so we don't have those. Hmm. And your name's just Daniel.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Here, nothing you have access to, now, uh, Unless you could try going to uh, the university, any one of the universities. Each district has one. There's the big university, but the big university runs all the tiny universities in each of the districts.
2: And if I were to have one of those cards... Uh, yeah, so
1: you would have to get your paperwork all filed out, and then once you go to the university, uh, they'll test your aptitude, and if you pass the aptitude test, then you'll be freely able to use all of their facilities. But if you make something, uh, and it works, it'll probably be under inspection. Interesting. Well, thank you for the information. Happy I could help, Spaniel. Have a great day!
2: Daniel is going to leave the room and go look for Elias and Sal.
1: All right, and you do catch up with them and assist them in attempting to find her chain mail. Let's see how that goes. It might take you about a month. We don't know. Um, a little while, a little hot second, Sal was able to find all of his stuff, Daniel didn't lose anything because he never had to go to the hospital. Good job. Uh, and meanwhile, Elias is uh, fighting off conflicting
5: uh,
1: emotions and attempting to find her thing that she bought with her money and yet is being told that it's not hers. Uh, but with that, we are going to catch back up with Snow and see how she's dealing with Selena. All right, Snow. So you... Have been making your way, accompanied by Sebastian, with Wilson and Selena attempting to take her outside of the larger city as a whole because it seems as if Selena has been experiencing some breathing problems. Uh huh. You know, as you do.
4: Yeah mysteriously that suddenly occurred breathing problems. I mean, you could definitely
1: tell even when you were back at the mountain, it seemed like her breathing was somewhat off rhythm because she was starting to panic due to, you know, the rocks falling on people and people's legs and bones being broken. And that seemed to take a toll on her, Uh, but they have only gotten worse as she has come into the city.
4: As she has gotten a hole in her neck.
1: One could say that, but um, other than that, you have been making your way by the guidance of Sebastian. With the clear depiction of what you had previously, there is a bustling city before you. Most all of the buildings are at least three if not four stories tall. Everything seemed to being made out of uh, wood and very polished metal and stone. Everything put together very neatly. It seems like even brick and mortar are being used as a foundational support for a large amount of these buildings and it definitely does seem much more advanced than anything else you've ever encountered. A lot more structured, where there are stores of sorts set up everywhere, as well as people's homes. And there are all kinds of weird machines.
4: Okay. Uh, Snow is taking it in, but she's not saying much about that. Uh, more so, she's staying focused on Selena's current condition.
1: So her condition its not really worsening, but it isn't improving either. It, it's staying the same. Her breathing is sporadic. Uh, she's trying to slow it down and get it back in pace and rhythm, but she seems to be having issues. Uh, she is heavily leaning on both you and Wilson, who are more or less carrying her at this point as she seems to have issues moving moving and walking overall. But Sebastian is leading you through a intricate series of twists and turns, taking you down block by block, turning left, then right, and then right again, and making your way past all of these shop sides where you see all of these automobile-like machines driving down what you would presume to be a street. And there are bustling people constantly pushing you aside, bumping into you, walking past you. Uh, But everyone seems more or less cordial and happy.
4: Okay, so people are bumping into us. Uh, Snow looks down at Selena. Would you rather ride on a Chia? I I know this has been tough on you. Uh, um, uh, 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 Sure, this works. Okay. Uh, Chia, down.
1: And he just lays on the ground.
4: All right. Wilson, help me get her on there.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, not a problem. And between the two of you, you heave her up on the back of Nacchia uh, and fasten her tightly to the farting that you have currently on him. And that's able to keep her fastened. And it seems as if Selena is also slightly more comfortable.
4: Sebastian, how far do we have to go?
1: Oh, well, that depends. Oh, what exits open?
4: Are you saying that the exits might be closed?
1: The exits will want to use.
4: Ah. Do they not like people leaving the city after a certain time?
1: You don't have your documentation yet, I
5: presume.
4: I look at Wilson. I can't say that we do.
5: Oh, uh, documentation? N-
4: wh- yeah, what kind of uh, documentation? Do you mean like a piece of paper with my name on it, or...
1: More or less. And Sebastian pulls out a thin slip of paper out... Uh, of his pocket. And it seems like it is actually encased in some leather binding, but then he flips it open and shows it to you. And it is a rectangular form of documentation, which has a picture of his face. It has a name, Sebastian, uh, has a sex and a height. It says male, six foot two. Okay. Uh, It has a couple of other letters and doodads here and there, like identification numbers and registration, things like that. And it looks like there is a smaller metallic rectangle uh, towards the far right-hand side of it as well.
4: Ah, I see. Something to keep us from doing forgery. Great. Okay. I was going to say we could probably make a copy, but I don't have that as a skill in general anyway. Ah. Well...
1: They like to know the comings and goings of their town.
4: Well, I don't know how we can have paperwork if we're from out of town. We're new in town, you could say.
1: Yes, and that's why I was hoping we could prevent you from coming in the city limits until that happened. That complicates things. Most people, before they come, they have to fire paperwork to make sure that they have all the necessary documentation beforehand. If you don't, you enter the city. Normally... They request forcibly that you stay until you are properly documented.
4: Well, we don't have that kind of time.
1: No, we don't. Hence, why there are alternative exits.
4: And where are these alternatives?
1: And he gestures down a side alleyway, which he's currently led you to.
4: Does Nachia and Angus do? Do they fit? Do Angus and Nachia fit?
1: Uh, he looks at the two of them. I brought you here
5: because I hoped they would.
1: And he brings you down this alleyway, which is between two rather large buildings. And it seems like those buildings are up against this wall almost of metal. And you can see now better that around the entire city, yeah. if you remember how I described it previously, it was almost like the city was dangling over a circular cliff and it was being structured and supported by metal beams. And that's what the train track took you over. Surrounding the entire outside of the city is a giant metal wall. That seem and the metal wall seems to be like sixty feet high.
4: Okay. I could make that if I needed to. I don't know about you, Wilson. What do you what do you mean
1: make that? You well, know, I mean, what do you want me, to? I'm sorry. Did someone cast spider climb on Angus again and I wasn't aware of it?
4: You're right. I don't have the ability to carry anybody yet, if I even get that as an ability. I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry, I, I, I suggested
1: it. No, it was a good suggestion, but I mean like I don't even if you... What what, what happens if uh, Nachia goes to follow you when Selena's attached to him? Does she just fall off?
4: I don't know. I haven't tested this much.
1: Don't worry. We won't be scaling it here.
4: So that was an option.
1: And he walks down further into the alley where it seems a little darker. And he walks straight up to the metal wall. And he knocks three times on the plate with a brief pause in between each knock. And this... Slightly more aged, rustic sheet of metal begins to creak, and then slowly begins to slide to the right, and it sounds like metal is grating up on metal, but as it begins, Sebastian whispers, quieter, don't want to alert them, and you see as a pair of hands kind of sticks out from the sheet of metal and slowly begins to pull it back, slightly quieter this time.
4: All right, let's, let's do this. Let's get out of here.
1: And it seems as if this sheet of metal that has parted way for you is relatively large. It seems as if it is like a 10 by 10 sheet of metal, which was moved to the side. And it does seem as if it has been positioned on almost a gliding track. But because this sheet has rusted slightly, it made that horrendous noise in the beginning.
4: Sebastian, we'll definitely have to get Daniel to look at this door of yours. He can make it probably quieter.
1: Uh, Any assistance would be much appreciated
4: So Snow follows him in
1: He steps to the side and motions for you all to scurry in You heading away with Nichia directly behind you And Wilson right beside Angus following up the rear And then finally, Sebastian right behind And as he comes in, he begins to slide the sheet metal back into place
5: Snow Uh, looks back and forth Just a moment All right
1: Edwin, where's the light? Oh, um, it's right here You hear as if someone's knocking on something hard but hollow almost, and then eventually a light flickers on, and you can clearly see around you better now, and it looks as if you are in a metal infrastructure with beams and everything going everywhere, uh, and more of these sheets of metal, and it would appear almost as if you're inside the wall.
4: Huh. Well, that's not good if your wall has got this much space inside. I mean, good for us, but...
1: (laughs) It was made this way so that we could replace and reinforce any missing structures without having to take apart the entirety of the wall. If anything gets damaged, we can just swap it out for a new metal.
4: Snow pauses and thinks for a moment. Are we we continuing to walk as we go?
1: He is. Appears as if this individual, which he mentions, his name was Edwin, is in the front. And he is shining what seems to be like a miner's headlight on the the area in front of you so that you can clearly see where you are walking. And occasionally you need to step over rocks and duck under beams. But more or less, you're just kind of following the curvature of the wall.
4: How are you doing, Selena? (sighs) All in there. Uh, okay. Well, keep keep breathing. Don't stop. Trying, okay. trying, trying to do that. Uh, think about the little leshies and Barry. They are really cute. Very, very cute. How far do we have to go, to Sebastian? Uh,
5: it's uh, hopefully only like five more minutes. But uh, it depends again on the patrol. If the patrol's coming by, it may halt
1: us for until they leave.
4: Ah, uh, I see. Snow looks back at Wilson. We'll do what we have to to make sure she gets out of here.
1: Following the curvature of the wall for only about a moment or two, you eventually come to what seems to be a wooden hatch. and this is where things get precarious. As you can tell that you don't believe that Nachia or Angus would be able to fit down it. This would be the quickest way, but there is a sewer access point, which will have a larger opening if you wished to take your uh, animal
4: companions there.: Well, Selena's going to need all the support she can get. I would not like to go without Nachia. He could make it up through that hole. She looks back and forth warily. hes He's got some special abilities.
5: All right. Um. Uh, what about your mound there? Uh, uh, Snow, I don't know how Angus feels about being in dark, confined places for long periods of time without me there.
4: I know. We can go through the sewer if you want, Wilson. I don't uh, have I mean, a way how, to- sp-
1: How much further up would that be? Uh, it would be a little bit more of a detour. It would take us an extra 10, 15 minutes to get around.
4: That's not- bad <gasps> how dangerous be, is it i'll be fine don't worry about me
1: <sighs> yeah, but you see when you're, you're when you're talking like that it makes me worry about you snow what if you and sebastian went ahead and maybe edwin could lead me through the sewers and i could just meet up with you later
4: wilson if you end up getting separated from me and you don't show back up do you know what i'm gonna have to do 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 you do you know what I'm uh, going to have
1: to do? Get lost and me find you?
4: No, Wilson. I'm going to have to find you. I, I don't while think that's how... Yeah, I was
1: about to say... I was about to say... I think you would get lost and then I would find you while I was separated from well, you. Well, don't
4: worry. I have this compass, at least. And I open up the compass. You show me a little bit.
1: Uh, I did show you how to use the compass, but I mean, does that only serves you cardinal directions. It's not exactly going to show you where I am exactly.
4: She pauses. This is a true statement of a fact. Uh, Selena yeah. We'll do whatever you want to do. I might just stick together. Okay, if it's only 10 minutes more, I think she'll be okay. I think we can make it.
1: All right,
5: Edwin, lead the way.
1: All right, everyone, follow me. It, I mean, we're not really going anywhere, it's just following the curvature of the wall. It's just a little bit further. I should off. still oh, okay. follow you, don't yeah, worry. It's probably a good idea. It's really hard to see down here. And he makes his way. Forward. Are they
4: not questioning that I'm emitting five feet of light constantly?
1: Uh, no, they. Seem mildly perplexed by it, but at the same time, they aren't exactly questioning it. I mean, are you questioning why his head is shining a a light in front of him?
4: Well, he obviously has a light on his head.
1: Oh, well, you obviously are wearing something to them that is emitting a faint glow all around you. Listen, (laughs)
4: listen. Fine.
1: So, you follow, you continue to follow the curvature of the wall, going slightly past what you knew was a guaranteed exit hole, until eventually you come upon a much larger grate.
4: Is is that it?
1: Uh, th- this would be it. Uh, Sebastian, you, you know, I'm going to need you to, to give me a hand here, uh, or preferably if you could just do all of it. <laughs> and you see as if this is a large gate spanning almost the entire width of the wall. You do have enough walking space in between. It seems like this wall is almost 20 feet thick, and the sheets of metal which you had to go through previously were a couple feet thick themselves.
4: What makes you guys need walls this thick?
5: Things that would tear through thinner
1: ones.
4: What kind of things? Anything that has to do with giant bear paws outside?
5: Mm. So maybe the legends are true.
4: Snow looks back at Wilson, looks at Selena. Legends, you say? And what are these legends?
5: There have
1: been enough sightings and enough hunting parties gone missing that we are aware of rather powerful creatures these walls at least protect us from some of them
4: do you you know what kind of creatures what's been described in your legends
1: there are beasts which roam about these lands He says, and by the way, he's going over and he interlaces his hands in between the metal bars of the grate before you. His metallic arm seems to strain slightly more than the other one. And eventually you do see that side give way first and then followed by his actual human arm. An impressive feat of strength either way as he lifts this massive grate, which, like I said, also seems to be almost 10 feet on either side and heaves it to the side. All right, down this way. Story time will have to come as we walk.
4: All right, so snow falls after him, uh, just watching Selena as we go,
1: so he motions for you to all go back down into this even darker pit. Edwin does kind of jump down and you hear him splash into some form of liquid.
4: Why don't snow looks down, cast dancing light and passes it down there for mm. for more vision? It seems to be
1: a cylindrical tube almost reminiscent of what you perceive to be a sewer system.
4: What's the liquid?
1: Oh, it seems just like a a stream of water.
4: Okay. All right, Nishia, you're good. You're you're good, buddy. Your white fur will stay white.
1: Uh, And uh, he jumps down uh, and and splashes in the water as well.
4: Okay. Snow will uh, light step down to avoid the splash just in Mm -hmm. case, though. Mm
1: -hmm. And you seamlessly and gracefully just blink into the water. Uh, It's very shallow. It's only a few inches deep. It's barely coming up to your ankles. But it does seem to be a very steady stream. Unsettlingly enough, occasionally you do feel a solid object hit the backside of your foot every now and again, as it seems the stream is following you outwards from the city as well.
4: Yeah, when that happens, Snow will stop for a second. She'll have like that shiver run up her back and (laughs) just stop. Oh, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Just keep walking. Okay.
1: Uh, And you hear a loud as uh, Angus makes his hoof down jumping into the hole and clanking against the solid stone cylindrical infrastructure of the
5: sewerway.
4: You okay, Wilson? Oh, Can you make yeah. it?
5: Well, yeah, why wouldn't I be able to? I'm like, just saying, Wilson. Like a ten it... like foot drop. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
4: There's stuff down here, I'll say that much.
5: Like right, poopy stuff?
4: Oh the poopy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, the oh, God.
1: And you see as Sebastian heaves the crate over to the side, jumps down, and then reaches up and slides it back into place and fastens it. Ah, oh, all right. Just go on straight ahead. Follow the stream. It's going out the same way we are.
4: All right. And I'm guiding the dancing light with us. I have all five of them out to make a line of light. It's quite
1: an interesting Loomis you have there. Oh, what? Loomis. Light source.
4: Ah, yes. This is called, um, dancing Loomis.
1: Do they dance?
4: Uh, she, kind of, and she starts to move them around in different patterns. Interesting. I, I can direct them.
1: Are they telepathically controlled mechanical I- uh, individuals which are able to hover and produce light?
4: Um, let's just say it's magic.
1: He kind of stares at you blankly.
4: Uh, magic, uh, it's not really easily explained by the laws of nature.
1: So you've discovered some form of science in which you don't even understand yourself.
4: I look at Wilson. I look at Selena. Yes. I, I, I did not discover it. Uh, A lot of people where we come from are able to do this.
5: And yet you do not understand how it occurs.
4: It's magic.
1: So you ignorantly choose not to learn how it occurs.
4: Well, I know how it, uh, we have a mana pool, all right? Mana. (laughs) I look at Wilson, then I realize he can't help with this explanation. Hey, listen, I wish I understood those
1: things uh, just as much as you do, Sebastian, but those things are bewildering and confusing and follow her basically everywhere.
4: Yeah, exactly. That's That's about it. The, The only thing is we have a set number of times that we can do these different magic things.
1: So there is a finite energy source, which this source runs off of?
4: Yes, myself.
1: So it drains your own life force in order to charge it?
4: Not life force. Magic force. God, i trying to explain
5: this. I do believe we best be on our way.
1: And he just kind of, like, ignores it, thinking that you have access to a great technology that you don't understand.
4: I can't explain this. I can make you feel really confident. <laughs>
1: Yes, it's called a pep talk.
4: Yes, except it's called inspire competence and then inspire courage in my kit.
1: So you have fancy names for your speeches.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, those speeches are really good and genuinely unique every time.
4: Thank you, Wilson.
1: But yeah, no. What she, do you
4: mean by unique? What do you mean? I'm con- I'm concerned about that. That those statement. They're
5: unique and individual. You make up very good speeches. Yes, but
4: unique could be a bad thing. What now? Mm She mm. leers a little bit.
1: Mm. And he kind of like slinks back. Like I was trying to give you a compliment.
4: I'll accept it. I know. You're really bad. I take compliments now. I, I am good at a lot of things. Yeah. Just
5: taking compliments is normal. What? what?
4: What was that? Excuse what? me. What? Excuse um... me.
1: So, Sebastian, you were mentioning, uh, something about, uh,
5: giant beasties.
4: Yeah, Wilson. He said they were legends and that the wall is here to protect them. I also asked about these giant beasties. Sebastian, any more information you could give us?
1: Of course. <laughs> and eventually you do reach the end of the sewerway, and it appears as if there is more of a, uh, a locked cage door, but he literally just pushes it open as it seems as it is not properly tended to, nor locked.
4: Huh. They really don't care about their sewer systems much, do they?
1: No. They do. It costs a lot to keep this door unlocked. You huh. wouldn't even fathom.
4: When you say costs a lot, what does that mean to you?
1: Some individuals have had to work many late shifts, turn in extra
5: resource, pay more than their, quote, fair share, in order just for us to keep this door unlocked, and for that I am very grateful.
4: That That's very kind of them. I'm sorry that they have to go through that. You shouldn't have to sneak out of your own home to get places.
5: Uh, I mean, their efforts are not all just for this door. But
1: those who do put in the extra effort so that we may live some semblance of a life. Those are the true heroes of this town.
4: And how did this town even come to be? How did you get to this position?
1: Would you like the history lesson or the fantasy story of the creatures first?
4: Snow pauses. (gasps) I like it. I like animals. Yep, we'll do the animals.
1: Placate the woman who's in pain.
4: Why would you... uh, Whatever, yes. Uh, Would you mind just giving us more information on the legends that you speak of? And
1: as you make your way out the gate, it seems as if the the sewage runs down a channel, but you are actually able to step out of the larger pipe and there is a stairway down to your... left as you go and you make your way down this cement stairway, and eventually you do see that there is more of like a waste pool here, uh, where all of the sewage seems to be flowing out of the town. And before you, you see many shambled houses, they're riggedy more than anything, scraps of black wood, interestingly enough, as mixtured with stone and metal seem to be haphazardly strewn together and attached and fixated rather flimsily, but still they seem weathered and having stood the test of time.
4: Just to clarify, are we still in the sewer or are we outside of it now?
1: So you are making, you, you have come out of the sewer, the, the sewage is falling into a pool basically beside you, but you are coming down a stairway now, but you're overlooking what seems to be the outside of the town. So Uh, outside of the city walls.
4: Okay, yes, I was about to to have Snow look back and
3: observe the walls that they just
4: came from. So
1: the pipe that you came out of sticks out of the city, goes over that rather large gap So you have come out of the giant 60-foot-tall metal wall. A pipe is sticking out, bridging the gap, and it is currently shooting over to this ridge and falling into this pool back on the regular ground.
4: Ugh, I look out.
1: That's my first thought when I come out here, too.
4: Ugh. Wait a second, Wilson. Yeah? Where was the waterfall? What what direction? Do do you have any ideas?
1: Snor, are you worried about the sewage? Yeah. It's a contained sewage pool? You can see it's not going anywhere. And it does appear as if it's just more of like pond or a lake. It's flowing into, but it's a lake of poop. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's disgusting.
1: As you can tell by the pleasant atmosphere, welcome to the outskirts.
4: Isn't this lovely? Uh, so, about those beasts?
5: The one in which it would appear you've mentioned. None of them particularly have names,
1: but some just refer to it as the Ignis Ursa.
4: Ursa? Isn't Ursa bear?
5: Yeah, and, and Ignis is fire. Yeah, they refer to it as Fire Bear.
4: It's Fire Bear.
5: Less eloquently put, but yes.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, it's just—it's just—it's just common. Well, Ignis Ursa, huh? How you feeling, Selena? Is it getting any better? Oh,
1: the smell of smoke and steam,
4: Mister Paste with poop. <laughs> <coughs> You're right. We should probably get further away.
1: And you do begin to walk and navigate your way between these shambled buildings. And you can actually quite clearly see now the same ramp that you came up from, the air glider, and you see the tracks going through, leading all the way back to the mountain. But everywhere around you, as you have breached the threshold of the main city limits, a scarred remnant of a vast wilderness. And the black wood you see around you, you can now clearly identify as portions of the charred trees from which have clearly been cleared away. Moving now at a slower pace than the train, you see the desolate landscape of all of these charred trees and the scorched earth all along the tracks of the air glider and somewhat around the outskirts of the city as well. Rows and lines of these shambled wood shacks seemingly to be made out of this charred tree wood. They seem haphazardly placed, no particular order, not quite as structured in line as the block system used within the city limits. And all around, kind of just shuffling and meandering, there are these frail, aged, decrepit persons, seeming to lurk around this almost ghost town. Everyone seems weak and aged, barely having enough energy to move about, but clearly attempting to go about their daily business. Everyone is donned in miscellaneous attire, shambles of rags and leather straps and metal uh, adornments. And seldom though they are, they're even children, but they too meet the same characteristics. Seemingly worn, which is making their age hard to distinguish, if not for their small size.
4: Wow, the slums here are very poor. Slummy. Yeah, Wilson, shut up. What? Why? Well, I mean, you said Shh, it. Sh- sh- sh. We don't. We don't need to insult these people. They're mm-hmm. already having a hard
5: time. Well, you called them poor, and that they live in slums. I said the
4: slums were poor, not the people.
5: Oh well, well, they're <coughs> not wrong in either regard. This is the outskirts, the land of the deplorables. This is where. All of the working-class
1: people of society dwell, those who are not fortunate to be that of a higher intellect.
4: Huh. Yeah, I... I guess... I mean, I heard that your society was basically about the air-quote community, but it looks like you still have a hierarchical system of some kind.
1: In some degree. But everything
5: requires order, I suppose and if you wish to think of it in such a way there is class mobility
1: in this society everything begins and ends with your ability to invent if you are an individual of high intellect you could be born to the poorest individual in the in the town and yet you will rise up through the ranks and be taken to even some of the most prestigious colleges in the government can provide likewise you could be born of noble lineage Someone even higher, potentially even one of the High Council members' children. But if you could not make the mark in your courses and studies, you too would live out life in the outskirts.
4: Wow. Life here is very poor, though. If you live in a place where your air co- your government is supposed to help you.
1: Oh, well, the government <laughs> provides more than enough, I suppose. Anyone who needs it receives medical attention. Life expectancy here is 72.
4: That's actually not that bad. It's not great, but... At what cost?
1: Uh, the cost of our welfare, for the medical treatments they provide for the food and these rancherks of houses, which, of course, we can modify with any spare resource we are left with. There comes levied attacks on the resource we are forced to collect. If you cannot, then you are then forced. It's a perpetual cycle.
4: Interesting. Well, all I know is I would not want to live here in your city overall, just in general. Just just an FYI, not talking about just your slums.
5: Most individuals wouldn't, yet they find it hard to leave.
4: I mean, to be fair, it's a lot of wilderness out there, unless there's something out there we missed.
5: Well, that is in large part why there's almost no incentive to leave. For sure, even if you could get
1: past the abjures and make your way out of the town, leaving both the city walls and the outskirts where would you go? No one is trained adequately enough in order to
5: survive out in these harsh woods. And what life would you have? It would be all the same. A short miserable life working, toiling day in and day out, just to barely survive.
1: Our only hope are our children, as he notions to some of the little youngsters who are attempting to run around and play with a little red ball.
5: They are our future. They
1: are why we strive. For even if we could not make much of our lives, if properly reared, they can make something of theirs. Maybe they will be graced with the intellect and be studious enough to be selected to live within the city walls.
4: Hmm. How far out are we from getting to...
1: So you have just about made your way now. You've been talking for a little bit and you eventually come upon what seems like a rather large chain-linked fenced area. After having been led through these twisted and very unorganized alleyways by Sebastian, you have finally made what seems to be a scrap metal hovel. Sebastian leads you around this barbed wire fence, which is surrounding the entire metal hovel, till eventually you make your way to look what seems to be some form of gate with a small box out front with a red button. Pardon me for just a moment. And as he presses the red button, you hear a buzzing noise. Uh, Winfred, we have company. All right, we'll bring them in. And slowly, the gate begins to to glide away.
4: Before, um... Snow would do anything else. She would just look at Sebastian and basically just say, I mean, if you're so happy with your government being able to provide for you, why are you trying to avoid going to their hospitals and getting care from them?
5: The average work shift here is standard eight hours. And when you're only requesting your basic medical necessities
1: and the food and the housing which the government provides, they only take around about six hours of your work and labor. After which, The remaining resource you collect for the final two hours is yours, but if for some reason you owe anyone, that labor time slowly begins to dwindle, and soon you are not left with those two hours of resource you collect for yourself, but instead you are replaced with working 16-hour shifts just to pay your debts.
4: It sounds like you could almost owe anybody at any time. That's not a life. A free life is the kind where you can actually take what you- you work, and that's yours. To keep and to spend when you want it.
1: Everyone runs things differently. The problem with that is it then becomes a matter of greed. Anyone who is able to cl- collect more would not, of course, not share how they did so or any of those resources with one, with another man, just on the sake of the fact that if they did, there would be less for them. It was a basic principle problem that we ran into. In this manner of society, everything has checks and balances. The government is at least kept in line. The High Council is selected, arguably, by the people, and the local discerners most certainly are.
4: Well, we're not here to interfere with your government standards. We're just here to find the. <laughs> uh, Snow just stops her sentence. We're, we're just, we're just here to make sure our friends can leave without a problem.
5: That may prove harder than you understand. At least for those of you who are with me now, you have yet been untouched, unscathed by the government. But if my understanding is correct, you have already had one individual who has been taken to the Department of Medical Assistance and the fair lady I assisted previously has likewise gone there. You will find that the debt they owe may not be so easily absconded with.
4: Uh, Snow looks at Wilson. Uh. We've got a lot of work to do, don't we?
1: Apparently. Well, better get my mining cap and work 16 hours
5: a day.
4: No, no, no. We'll just We'll just fight our way out fight our way out? We could. Or we find dead.
5: Though I know not who this dead individual is, your former proclamation is more than likely ill-advised. I do not know if
1: you've seen how bustling the inner city is, but you also must understand. Your assertion that some individuals may try and leave is not completely unheard of. The outskirts are large, and hope dwindling. And yet, though expansive as it may be, you seldom hear of anyone trying. Do you know why that would be? It is because of the abjurers.
4: Just writing a quick note, Abjurers are assholes. And even
1: I, who is not exactly fond of the current conditions, would be so foolish as to cross them. At least, without a proper plan.
4: Well, before we start planning anything... We need to take care of Selena.
1: And as you are having this discussion, you are making your way. Seeing as you have come inside the chain-link fence which seems to be surrounding this area, it appears as if you are almost within a junkyard. And there are mounds and mounds of metal scraps and uh, various refuse of gadgets and gizmos lying and strewn about the place but there is a clear dirt pathway which you are kind of following and it seems as if you are making your way up to a spherical bunker of sorts. It is actually rather large and it seems to be made out of some of these sheets of metal and you do eventually make your way to a rather large dense metal door structure and there is once again a small little metal box with a red button on it.
5: Winfred, open the door.
4: Snow looks at Wilson. Doesn't red usually mean, like, don't press this?
5: Or, I mean, yeah, I guess, but... Or it alerts you to press it.
4: Fair, fair point.
1: Red's a very confusing color. Sometimes it's bad, and sometimes it's good. When is it good? Fire alarms. They're red. Ugh. Fire hydrants. They're also red. What
4: about colorblind people?
1: Red lights are also red, but that's bad. Stop signs are also red, but that's bad. See, it's a very confusing time, Snow. <laughs> And eventually, these very thick and dense metal doors do seem to give way swinging in either direction so that you may all enter. And on the other side, Snow, roll a perception check for me for the first time in a hot second.
4: 16.
1: There is a small individual that uh, appears to be a child. It would appear as if they have red hair uh, and they are standing in the doorway. Sebastian? Yes?
4: Does does Winford have a daughter? Child? Son?
1: That is a son, yes.
4: Oh, okay. So there, there is a... Okay. I was concerned because my vision got a little blurry there for a second.
1: What was your roll?
4: I rolled a two.
1: Nice. That there is Oliver. You may remember him from the other day.
4: <laughs> In my head. I'm just thinking, please, sir, I want some more.
1: Um, And Oliver actually does walk up to you and he offers a hand.
4: Wow. Uh, hello, miss. Oh, I have to... Re- oh, God. You have to resist. So I recognize him from the day before. Or not. You're not
1: sure. He looks like a child with red hair. And you vaguely remember helping a child with red hair the other day. Could have blood. The specifics of the individual are completely lost on you as you didn't get a good look at them. And also you find it confusing because he's standing.
4: Yeah, that that, that was my other thought. Snow uh, squats down to around his height. Well, hi. I wanted to thank you for the other day. You're also helpful.
1: And he offers his hand.
4: She was looking initially very, like, confused, like, oh, he's cute. And who is this? Why does he seem familiar with me? And then he said, then she's like, oh, oh, ah, uh, I see that you're up and walking. That's, uh, you, you heal fast, kid.
1: Oh, um, uh, well, actually, uh movement is rather a bit of a struggle right now, but I, I am able to walk about somewhat. Uh,
4: well, I'm glad you're doing okay.
1: <clears throat> That's subjective. Now, isn't it? And Wait, he kind that of- I'm
4: glad or that he's okay?
1: Uh, Snow. Yeah. And he and Wilson kind of points down towards the child's lower half, which you neglected to look at before, out of respect and decency <laughs> out for the of child. Respect, respect sir. and decency.
4: I look, what's going on down there?
1: You notice that beneath the tattered and ragged pants that he's wearing, there seems to be uh, almost a metal curve structure on both of his legs, or where his legs were, rather. Or it doesn't appear as if he. Any longer has them.
4: Snow in her head is still thinking that is a very, very amazing thing that he is standing at all, since having your legs amputated usually means you're down for multiple weeks and need rehab. Do you say this out loud? She'll pause. Ah, how are you up and about after?
1: Well, well it definitely did take some getting used to, that's for sure.
4: Getting used to? It's been less than a day. What? She looks at Wilson. She looks at Selena. Shrugs.
1: I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure that we literally just dropped Elias off. I mean, it couldn't have been more than a couple hours.
4: What? Uh, is time moving faster here, Wilson? I, I don't. I don't understand what's going on. Are, are we missing something?
1: Did we forget to sleep? Did, did like a week go
4: by? I don't. I don't know.
1: <gasps> and it seems like Selena's breathing is normalizing somewhat now that she's out of the main city. And it
4: no longer smells
3: like poop.
1: It no longer smells like poop. The poop honestly made the
4: condition worse.
1: (laughs) Oops. Well, listen. I'm just kidding. No. Uh, Though the smell definitely didn't make anything better. I mean, it's uh, possible that maybe we lost track of time, but it couldn't have been more than a day.
4: This is getting really weird. And didn't Sal have something on his neck?
1: Oh, yeah. When last we saw him, he had some weird like nodule things sticking out where his neck was.
4: And he was only gone for, what, an evening?
1: I mean, that and was part of more, a day. It was more so a full, yeah, an evening and a full day. It was but barely 24 hours.
4: Still, was there any scars or anything there from what Sal had on him? Not that you could see, no. It didn't look like that. It, it That didn't look fresh. You know what I'm saying?
5: Yeah. I mean, it's weird to me, too. Why is this kid walking around? I thought
1: he lost his legs. Well, I did. Not that long so ago. Smooth Not that long ago, but I mean, uh, my mother took me to the Department of Medical Assistance. The pain's dulled down a good bit now, but um, I'm still, I I can't walk properly. So I I do have to use these crutches and he motions over to the side of him.
4: It's little Tim Tim. looking grim, grim. What? (laughs)
1: Look at little Tim Tim.
4: (laughs) God, it's the perfect setup. What do you mean?
1: (laughs) There's no mini Minotaur in this (laughs) town.
4: Okay, I'm sorry. All right, well.
1: I can't really control all the biometrics yet. Uh, and making my legs actually walk is quite a pain. Uh, sometimes, literally. Sometimes it's just a struggle, though.
4: Yeah, I got nothing for this. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, this is a little overwhelming. You're walking, and you lost your. How many? How many days has it been?
1: Oh, it hasn't even been a full day, ma'am. I, I saw you just early this morning.
4: Uh, okay. 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 All right. We're we're. It's just it's game. They can do whatever they want. They can. They can make time. The heal. government
1: of Erveldom. Uh, Wants to make
5: sure their workforce is working.
4: So you're basically just, okay, I'm going to keep that thought to myself instead. She was thinking, you're either slaves or cattle to these people. They don't want their labor going down. They need to keep you, so they just patch you together and put you back out to work like an old suit. That's so sad. You don't even get time to rest. Nope,
1: there's no downtime. Sickness? What sickness? You're fine. Lost limb? We'll give you a new one. The girl's
4: wheezing? Inject her with something without her permission. Inject her with
1: something. She'll be fine. And
4: make it worse without her permission.
1: Trust me, this isn't even the worst I've seen. Don't get me wrong, this is rather bad, but you have to understand, the average leave of absence for any given worker is no more than a day. Even for things like serious brain damage, lost limbs.
4: What about giving birth?
1: Including maternal leave.
4: (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. Hold on. No wonder your society is struggling. Your mothers don't get time with their babies.
1: Struggling? Uh, We've expanded and flourished more than any other individuals who've tried to make land here previously. Sometimes, if your environment is harsh, the people need to be harsher.
4: Well, that's a personal opinion.
1: I'm not saying I agree with the way the government runs things, but I can't say that it's not efficient.
4: Efficiency and humanity are two separate entities overall.
1: I can agree with you oh, a wholeheartedly on that one. But hey, I got my legs back. Kind of. They're really cool, though. They are, they're a little springy. And he bounces up and down.
4: Do you, you should have your friends sign those, so you'll always remember, remember who your friends are.
1: What? I mean, ma'am, it's, it's metal. I'm pretty sure if they tried to sign <laughs> it with anything, it would just wash off in the next rain.
4: I don't have Arcane Mark, but if I did... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Arcane Mark.
1: Oh. Anyways, though it seems like... Your comrade, there—that her condition.
4: Comrade.
1: That her condition is improving. I would recommend that we see Winfred.
4: I agree, Selena. It looks like we're gonna have to take care of your wheezing. Whatever uh, this is going on right now. It's gotten better, better. Um, but how's uh, Arachne? Uh, oh, um, she's doing well. She kind of blinked in and out of existence a couple times. Wait, what? Oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. I'm just kidding. Um, sense mode of that. Twenty-seven.
1: Uh, she. Is somewhat joking, but you can tell that uh, for some reason, it seems like Arachne's health and welfare may be linked to Selina's.
4: You know, Selena, we should be really careful with Arachne. She's very fragile, like somebody else I knew. Oh, but she's so cute. Yes, she also is extremely venomous. Small, yeah. But she, yeah, exactly. She's venomous. She can take care of herself. I know. Yes, I know. I experienced
1: this. And it does seem like Selena's getting some of her energy back.
4: Here's a bread roll. Eh.
1: Uh, You check Selena bread roll. She does uh, manage to catch it. And then Oliver just looks very wide eyed.
4: I snuck some of these in my inventory because everyone was judging me for all those bread rolls I've got. But here.
1: (gasps) Oh, my gosh. And he takes it. Here, have five
4: of them. It's fine. Only mostly stale bread. I haven't had this in ages.
1: <laughs> and he runs off with them like he has some newfound treasure. There,
4: there's like some sweets in there too. I threw sweets in.
1: Um, will just have to check real quick. 30. You can see that Oliver has ran off to, I can't say a corner because this is a perfect dome and that is a sphere, so there are no corners, uh, <laughs> a section of this bunker. And it seems like it's kind of set aside to be his area. And there is a bed and a chest over there. And it seems like he pulls out a small set of boxes. And it looks like there are seven of them and that they may be dated. And you see as he begins dividing the pieces you have given him. And he lifts the lid and puts some of the pieces in the boxes.
4: I I whisper to Sebastian. What is he doing?
1: Hmm. What do you mean?
4: Why is he? What the boxes? I don't understand. Seven. Wait, seven boxes?
1: There are seven boxes. Dated? Yes, they are dated.
4: For days of the week. So he can eat.
1: (sighs) What do you mean? He's rationing. You have to pace yourself, especially when given something so enjoyable as that. I'm sure it meant a lot, a lot to the young lad. He
4: <coughs> <laughs> you should be able to eat bread when he wants. Listen, we have a. The, well, there is a serious <laughs> problem in this town.
5: Well, I, I mean, understandably, I can see your concern. This
4: is this is a problem. Are, the children can't even eat bread when they want to. Yeah,
1: Snow. Imagine you, little little you, running around asking for more, trying to get like five hundred bread rolls. <laughs>
4: FYI, I took like forty bread rolls with me. Did you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. We need this. This is a problem, Wilson. That we need to solve. Just, just so you know, this is my goal now.
1: Are you enjoying the dark city? And little seven-year-olds have to. You know, Tim Tim doesn't have bread
4: bread.
5: <laughs> Look at little Tim Tim has no bread bread.
4: Watch out, Tim Tim. There's no baker. That's so sad. <laughs> you have given me a reason to destroy the city itself. <laughs>
5: All right, be
1: what the government is. That's fine. But as soon as you tell me that people don't have access to bakeries, exploding the entire town. It's reasonable. It's within reason. So after a little while, after having given the bread to Oliver, you do notice that there is a somewhat older woman, presumably his caretaker, who has brownish red curly hair. And she is wearing overalls over a white t-shirt and she seems to have grease stains all over her and she's holding a wrench and it seems as also as if she has a small canister. All right, well, I brought this for you uh, just as you asked Sebastian. Uh, So you see as Winfred with her curly brown hair and uh, goggles, uh, she moves her goggles up and she begins to walk over to Selina and gestures towards her and says, May I?
4: Yes, you may.
2: and and
1: selena kind of points to the canister uh and winfred does hand it over and selena almost instinctually uses it and pushes a button on the top okay there we go i haven't had this problem before even through the rest of the game it's probably due to uh all the smoke that's around darling you should truly be more careful keep that on you but it'll only be good for three uses a day so uh, after that it's going to need to
4: three uses a day and how many days does it work?
1: You, it, it refills. Uh, it compresses the air around it and keeps it in uh, canisters. Each, well, I say three uses a day, but really there are three canisters and each canister refills after eight hours.
4: You better write this down, Selena. Uh, uh okay. Uh, uh, does anyone have anything to write down one? Wilson.
5: Oh, yeah, I got you, something for you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, okay, I got it. All right. Three canisters, each use, recharge, eight hours, good forever. Don't need a new one probably now owe this woman some form of debt, which we're going to have to work for.
4: I have bread.
1: Oh, if you are worried about anything like that, uh, don't be. Uh, everything I work for is actually gathered by resource donations from the community, and everything I do is genuinely for them.
4: That's very kind, and th- that is exactly what healthcare is supposed to be.
1: Uh, kind of like the actual government, except they, the government mandates that we give them our stuff, but they still provide care. You're saying.
4: No, 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 no. It's not the same. She's given a little but it's used for the community, compared to the government which uses it for itself.
1: It attempts to make betterments for all of society, but I...
4: You're... It, you, Oliver cannot get bread freely.
1: Oliver can get bread. It just costs three source.
4: It just costs wheat, which is flour. Tur- it's turned into flour, water, salt, some sugar, and time.
1: Do you suppose he start his own farm, then? Do you suppose he knows how to?
4: Nah. See, you guys, Do you suppose
1: that the crops are immensely hardy here and that they can grow throughout the harsh evenings and the winters?
4: Nah, you need greenhouses. If you don't have those, we gotta work on that.
1: Those are very difficult to make. The glass infrastructure for them is hard to come back.
4: This is why you need more traders coming to your city. People coming from overseas... Traders coming.
1: get shot! <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm kidding. Traders, not traitors.
1: Most vessels cannot brave the harsh seas. There are complications... When coming over from the coast.
4: Okay. Wilson, write down. We have a good trade business if we bring stuff from floor, floor five.
1: Hmm, hmm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Bring sand from floor five. Bring
5: some, no, they have sand.
4: It, okay, we can bring glass. which is, We'll, we'll mean, start a they, glass they, business. They, they
5: said they have. Well, I mean, do, you know, do you know how to make glass? It's, it can't be any
4: different from, what did we call Minecraft? <laughs> what did we call Minecraft? Build Forge? Build Forge. Yeah, no, it can't be any more difficult than what they do in Build Forge. Listen. Stop.
1: I've, I've played Build Forge, and I've also played SAO. You want to know it was significantly more difficult than Build Forge?
4: SAO. Yeah, that's what I thought. But we have Tiffany.
1: Okay, listen, Tiffany can't be the solution to all of your problems.
4: Tiffany isn't the solution to all of my problems. Bread is.
1: Okay, Snow, so I really think we need to readdress <laughs> your priorities and get past this fact that uh, Bread solves all your issues.
4: Okay, that's a lie. Bread does not solve all of my issues. I know. But it sure makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. So does ice cream.
1: Also amen to that. So at mention of him saying the trade routes are difficult, he does mention The Gollum Kete makes it rather difficult in order to cross these paths without properly armed boats.
4: Bless you. What?
1: The Gollum Kete.
4: Gesundheit. Excuse me?
1: Ah, all oh right. Yes, that's right. You referred to Ignis Ursa as the fire bear, the ice whale.
4: Oh, thank you so much for using common tongue. I enjoy this.
1: Kete is coming We refer to these creatures with a more technical phrase as a form of reverence. For these beasts, again, are why we have 60 foot tall, 5 foot thick metal walls. And why the only individual who was able to found this town came by air and not by sea. And was lucky that he didn't run into some of the other creatures.
4: Well, I just don't understand why your founder would even fly to this place in the first place. I mean, if you can't even get here by sea, which is the majority of way people travel anyway, based upon what we know about the current era that this game is based in, (sighs) going by air doesn't seem to be something your people do in general anyway.
5: He was the only one who could fly, and that's
1: why he got away. You think this society's bad? Trust me, there are far worse out there. Air von came here on his infamous Air Drifter Mark I. The first of its kind. This is the basic history lesson you would have been receiving previously.
4: What was his name?
1: Air von Velden.
4: As in A-E-R or AIR?
1: A E R. But they are effectively synonymous. The city was named after him, for he was its founder. He was the one who set up the structure of the government in all of its integrity. He dabbled with a couple of other concepts, but in the end, after he was able to transport other like-minded individuals of himself, he founded this society realizing that some of the individuals who he was working with were fueled by greed of the natural resource and were just harboring all of them for themselves, instead of distributing it amongst the people.
4: Oh, well, then you just exile those people into the winter wastelands.
5: Mm, yes, corporate punishment leading to individuals' death does sound completely less tyrannical.
4: No, you just you give him his resources, you let him fend for himself, and then he has to learn the hard way to share.
1: No, mm. that person just has a monopoly of the resource and is the only individual with the knowledge of it.
4: The mon- monopoly of chopping wood down with an axe?
1: No, such individuals. Imagine if Er von Velden did not share his flying machine creation with everyone of the town. Transport would not be as easy as it is. Imagine if some of the other individuals who invented things like the mining machine and the irrigation system were not enticed to share it with the community. It would not be mass-spread the way it is now.
4: Well, someone else would have come along with an idea, but might have done the same thing.
1: Similar. But how long do you think that would take? This society has been built up in less than three generations. And yet you see we have thousands of people roaming and building, all leading to the invention of society and the betterment of mankind.
4: See, you keep saying that you don't really care for the way society works, but you keep defending it. So I don't know how to help you anymore (sighs) at this point.
1: It's a conundrum. Things could be done better, but some aspects are done well.
4: But again, you keep assuming that people are just greedy by nature. I mean, they can be. That's just part of humanity. And in a free society, you have to live with that and deal with it.
1: Oh, darling, let me tell you something. You don't have to teach a child how to steal. You have to teach him how to tell the truth.
4: Yes, so be good parents. Of course.
1: That would be ideal, but the point is that malevolence lives inside each of us, and it isn't so easily overcome. Inevitably, greed would overcome an individual, and that could set back society back decades. You never know how long. If someone holds on to a great idea for their entire lifespan and doesn't share it with the community, then we may have to wait three more generations till we learn about that. That's why we're more advanced than any other civilization. We have flying machines and transport devices, and irrigation system, while some individuals still just poop in a bucket and throw it out the window.
4: See, I hesitate to mention anything about religion because they're not a religious people at all. They all look like they're probably like atheistic, not even mono, just atheistic. Fine, I'll do this. And yes, but you guys don't have anything else going for you. Not to be offensive or rude. I mean, this is going to turn out that way. I'm a pretty upfront person. Your place is pretty dingy. You don't look happy. Your people look sad all the time and distraught and disheveled. The people living up in the upper city inside the walls are the ones being protected and safeguarded while you guys are being treated like trash. You literally live outside the poop factory, which is not even a poop factory. It's just a sewer. But people are poop factories up there. So there you go. You're literally just their trash. You are their, their poop.
5: That's right. You're you're just going to let people treat you like poop. Some of us who live here have
1: our reasons. Others can do no better. What do you want from the miscreants of society who didn't care to apply themselves in any given field? Do you expect them just to be handled and coddled? If you aren't going to be smart enough to invent or create or push innovation forward, why should we treat you with any decency? We obviously will care for you, for you are a human being. You get all the bare necessities, food, shelter, medication, but... We're not just going to allow you to lounge around because you're a lazy lout who doesn't care to apply oneself. You still have to work for what is yours.
4: Some people just don't find their passion until later in life.
1: And if someone did indeed find their passion, then by all means, they may apply themselves then. And if they are good enough at what they do and are able to get past everyone who had the head start of actually applying themselves from their younger years, then by all means, they could move up into the city as well.
4: But some people need more support to get started. You can't just abandon them and say, oh, do it on your own. It's like the same thing of saying it's basically the same thing without the actual potential of death. You're basically just telling them, oh, go out into the world and be on your own. But we're not going to support you at all. Here's an axe. Go chop some wood and have fun with it. You don't inspire them to innovate at all.
1: Their inspiration is the betterment of their welfare. That will drive many people to innovation.
4: Yes, but depression drives people to not do anything.
1: And both of them kind of stare blankly at the term that you just threw They don't
4: have mental health care. Ah! Okay, that's what it is. All right.
1: All we're saying is if you don't want to be someone who has to chop trees for eight hours a day or go mine rocks, then make something of yourself. Do something better. You have the ability and the resource in which you collect to build something up. Winifred and I, for example, either one of us could leave this place if we so choose. We opt to stay behind. For the benefit of society... She has me- her medical inventions, and I attempt to lead and guide people, inspire them in some ways, or even help out at the orphanage and at the local school.
4: Yes, but you're the few. Your government isn't even helping you do that. It's just you.
1: The but- government provides us with food, housing, and medical attention when we need it.
4: But the- what it comes down to is you got to stop relying on your government to do things for you, because clearly you doing this is doing more for people.
1: It isn't and it isn't. We couldn't provide the same quality of life that they can up at the upper echelon just by ourselves, even if we drove all of our innovation towards doing so.
4: How do you know until you try?
1: Many of us before us have tried. Everything gets better for a time, and then it fades. Without rigid structure, everything will just collapse after one wicked person gets handled the reins.
4: I mean, this can be true, but that. Good. Good lord. But like, what about other things
1: that aren't deemed like practical or useful? What about music and art? Does anyone invent those? What about culture?
4: Joy. Sugar. Just pure sugar.
1: Just literal sugar. Do you have an abundance of sugar? Because let me tell you, sugar is a great motivator. Look at that woman. She, yep. she survives on gluten, fiber, and sugar alone.
4: Listen. Yeah? I don't just survive on gluten and sugar and fiber. Listen. There, there is some meat uh, involved. I, I don't know. Meat and Why potatoes.
1: You do like your meat and potatoes, but like the portion of like one pound of meat to one pound of potatoes to like 10 pounds of bread is very prevalent.
4: I've been eating that much. Good Lord. That explains so, so much right now.
1: Yeah. And Clyde's been eating even more bread than you. Actually, he's been eating more ice cream. They found out how to make ice cream, by the way.
4: What? And he didn't share any?
1: Oh, uh, he did have a gift for you, but it might be melted. Awesome. And he goes into his inventory and he pulls out a carton and he hands it to you.
4: I look at it. Is it melted?
1: Um, it doesn't
4: seem to be dripping. I open it.
1: It seems to be like it has melted and refrozen multiple times over the course of the evenings. Is <coughs> definitely freezer burnt.
4: Wilson, here. This is this is for you now.
1: Oh, oh wait! Uh, and he kind of like chisels around it until he gets to the center. And it looks like the center is still somewhat intact. And he hands you a bowl of
4: it.
5: No, not Wilson. But Clyde said it was cookies and cream. It's <laughs>
4: not good. Oliver yes ma'am here what is this joy Joy? in a bowl
1: all right well that's a peculiar name for it
4: Just shoves a
1: spoonful in his mouth and you see his eyes light up as he has never tasted something so sweet so rich so creamy so delicate and flavorful in his life as he has truly been surviving on meat and potatoes and you just see him bounce around the walls and just run around in circles and he's just shouting joy 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 all around and then he just runs out of the room
4: oh no what have I done? Wilson, hide it. Hide the hide stuff now. What?
1: Hide the stuff? Hide what stuff? Oh, I'll put it in the inventory. We'll
4: yeah, never we find go. it there. Uh, but see, Sebastian, that is what your society is missing. You guys lack color and joy and happiness overall. I, I've seen pretty much everyone frowning. I mean, sir, listen, you got a big frown on your face like all the time that you're talking. There's not, I don't even see it, like half a smile.
1: And that is where we're going to end it. For this week's episode. Well, Sword Art Online Odd, if you liked political debates and the questioning of morality and infrastructures, I hope you probably enjoyed this week's episode. And please join us for next week's episode as well.
4: All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sword Art Online Odd. Wow. So much happened. Uh, Not really. Actually, not that much happened, but a lot happened. We got a lot of information dumped. And then, well, you know, they were exploring and learning about a whole bunch of other gear. Well, beside the point, you know, guys, ahem. If you're ever curious about seeing what some of the other characters look like and you want to help us get those commissioned, consider going to our Patreon where you can support us monthly. And by doing so, you can get access to early releases of episodes as well as some other things that we're going to be doing on there, which includes putting GM notes, maps and, you know, some of the music that RL makes for the episodes, as well as some of the stuff that Mohit does, which is chaos ensuing. Uh, beside the point, you can support us in other ways by going to our website which is missing roleplayerfound.com and you can go to our store where you can get merchandise haha <laughs> see uh, you can also decide if you want to hang out with us on our discord where the link is in the description below and also consider leaving us a review on itunes podchaser uh, i don't know if that's the thing or not okay well anyway guys we'll, we'll see you next week bye. bye
0: thanks for having me everyone